Welcome to the Business Connections Podcast, where we help you connect the dots in your business. In business, we make connections every day. We connect with customers, we connect with partners and providers, we connect ideas, we even connect problems with solutions. Without connections, nothing happens. Listen in as we connect you with some of the best minds in business and share the secrets behind their success. And now, here are your hosts, Melanie Colling and Brett Jarman. Hi, and welcome back. This is the second episode. We're going to continue the uh, interview with Roger James Hamilton, giving his insight into the wealth equation. And in this episode, we're going to cover off value and what does value mean in the wealth equation. So let's explore the wealth equation a bit more. So wealth equals value times leverage. What exactly is value? So value is what creates attraction uh, in, in the world in the world of human interactions. So another way to, and frankly, not even just human interactions, is what creates value in any living interaction. You know, like in, in a desert, if there's water, water is a value, you'll find all the animals around the water. Um, and so uh, in the same way that mass creates attraction in physics, value creates attraction uh, within humans or within living animals. And, uh, and by knowing that, if you want to create attraction in your business, you deliver value. So economics is the science of value exchange. It's, it's what, what happens when you actually deliver value. Uh, if I deliver value, I, pair, you know, I, I sell a, um, a pair, of, pair of jeans right, or a pair of shoes, uh, and someone's willing to buy that pair of jeans or pair of shoes, um, they'll buy it from me because they value it more than I do. If I value it more than them, I'd keep it. But if I'm willing to sell it, I'd say, right, I'll sell it for 100 bucks, which means I value the $100 more than the jeans. They'll say, well, I value the $100 more. You know, I, I value the jeans more than my $100, so I'll get the jeans and you can have my $100. So all money will only part hands if the person who's giving it to you values what you're going to give them more than they value their own money. Most people don't understand that, which is why most people go out trying to find money without really asking, what am I actually able to deliver of value, which is of more value to them than the money for this customer that I actually want to serve? And that's why they end up having a struggle and they think it's all about sales and marketing, which is not. It's about having a product uh, that people actually really want or a service that people really, really want. Um, and almost always, uh, you know, where people go wrong is they try and create a product first and then try and sell the product as opposed to start by saying, who's your perfect customer? And you go to that customer and you actually ask that customer, what's your biggest challenge? What's the thing you really, really need the support on the most? Because whatever that is, is what they're willing to pay the most money on because everyone's looking to solve a problem. And the moment you know what that is and you can find a way to solve it, then no question, they'll pay you for it, right? So that's where most people go wrong is that they're not following the flow. Uh, what they're doing instead is that they're actually out there trying to um, sell something before it's really of enough value. And, and even people building businesses, uh, they haven't really questioned, do I really have a product which is of enough value? It's why companies like Apple or Facebook don't really need to spend much on marketing. They're just focused so much on the value they're giving um, that people just keep coming back and telling their friends. And, and every one of us can do that if we really understand that's what, that's what value truly is. It's something that creates attraction. Look in your market, look at your customers, seeing what they're being attracted to, guaranteed that's where their money's going. And every one of us every day wakes up giving money for the things that are of value and will always give it to whoever is delivering the most value for money, which is why uh, just like uh, uh, water will always uh, uh, flow through um, height differential, will always go from high ground to low ground, value will always flow to, uh, sorry, money will always flow to value differential, which is from high value to low value. That's a great um, explanation, Roger, and especially, you know, people focusing on sales and marketing rather than the value, so that's cool. Um, so there's two different types of value um, you talk about. What are, the dif- what are they and how do they differ from each other? 
Yeah, it's very interesting because a lot of people think, you know, the only way to create value is you've got to start a business or start a product, you know, create a product. When, of course, that's not true because there's a lot of people, uh, you know, people like, you know, Warren Buffett, who's very well known. In fact, most investors who never really had to create anything. Uh, and, and a lot of people misunderstand the entire investment market, you know, stock market traders and saying, well, these people don't deliver any value, right? They shouldn't be there, which is, which is, which is just ridiculous. Of course, they're delivering value. Um, they're delivering value to the people who actually started the businesses, right? I mean, the people who started businesses go looking for investors because they need that money for them to actually go out and create even more products or to actually build their business even further. Um, so, of course, they're delivering value. So, um, you know, the entire property market, the whole way that we can even have uh, uh, um, houses to live in, uh, which, you know, we couldn't afford all the pieces of the houses is because banks are willing to see our properties as value and are willing to loan against them. So, you know, there's an entire economy out there, which is called capitalism, which allows us on the one hand um, to see that value is created through innovation, uh, which is everything to do with creating products and creating services that weren't there before. So anything where someone's come along and created something that wasn't there before, something cheaper, faster, smaller, bigger, that's innovation. And then there's the opposite of innovation. And the opposite of innovation is timing. You know, the right reason that a bank's willing to put the money in is that over time they'll make more money with interest than they actually put in. You know, the reason that a stock market trader is willing to buy a stock is over time they believe they'll actually be able to sell for more than they actually bought it for. You know, the reason that Warren Buffett will buy and then hold for a long time and support the management to do a better job is that over time he believes he'll make more money in the future than in the past. So, so as a result of, um, of timing, you can actually deliver a lot of value to someone and you don't have to create anything. Whereas as a result of innovation, which can happen at any time, uh, you can create a lot of value for people at that time uh, in order to be able to actually solve a problem or, or to push them towards their purpose as well. Um, the, good news, the good news is that each of us has a natural path, which is towards one or the other. So that you've just covered the first part of the wealth equation, which is the value part, which is what creates attraction in the first place, where the people at the top of the square, which includes the creators, right? So the creators we mentioned are the people who are like the Steve Jobs, the Richard Branson, they all did the same thing, which is focus 100% at what's the value I'm creating, right? And they came up with a new uh, product, a new service uh, that everyone loves. And it was so good that as a result, everyone told their friends and they became billionaires as a result of that, right? Um, so that basically is a particular profile of person who almost always isn't that good at timing, right? Like their timing really sucks a lot of the time. Uh, they're late for meetings. They, you know, they're over ambitious. They're over optimistic so they don't actually you know they think it takes like you know any creator i know they'll say it takes five minutes to get across town when it takes 20 um and so their timing is not that great but they're really good at, at being head in the clouds is what we say right in our uh in our assessment uh which is called intuitive thinking which is using your frontal lobe it's using your creative thinking and that's the total opposite of sensory thinking uh which is using your temporal lobe it's using your senses and and that's 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 uh ear to the ground uh or feet on the ground uh, much more uh, than it is having your um, uh, having your head in the um, head in the sky, right? So, so just knowing the difference of those two is really important. Uh, and um, uh, and basically, again, like you know, someone like a trader who is more around timing, that's much more uh, feet on the ground uh, than it is um, having your um, uh, ha having your um, head in the sky. So, Roger, how could a listener tell whether they're more suited for the head-in-the-sky type work or, or the feet on the ground? What, what are their indicators? Uh, well, uh, first of all, someone head in the clouds is always daydreaming. They're always, um, you know, someone is coming with lots and lots and lots of ideas. And they're always starting new things. Uh, whereas someone who is um, feet on the ground uh, is, isn't really coming with that many ideas, isn't thinking about it that way, and is actually spending a lot more of their time um, basically looking at what's around them uh, and... Uh, 
and 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 being able to see uh, the terrain, right? So, so looking much more perception of what's around them rather than perspective of what's ahead. Right. So, so, so if the listener's still a bit confused, we we can actually link them to uh, do your genius test, which will which will give them a a pretty clear indication of which which end of the square they're on as well. Um, so, Roger. So we'll put that in the in the show notes at the end. Now, is there a is there a connection between self worth and value? Like, if you've got low self worth yet you're valued highly by others, is it still possible to realise wealth, or is, is your self worth always going to bring you back to that that sort of that uh, personal wealth line that you were talking about earlier? Yes, self worth is um, uh, is a two way street, right? Self worth, uh, like we all know what it's like if you feel you have low self worth and you get into a team or in an environment where you're really appreciated, your self-worth actually goes up. So self-worth is not something that's actually created on your own. Uh, the more you're actually in an environment where you're being appreciated, uh, the more your self-worth actually grows um, because you're getting fed by others and their appreciation and the feedback you're getting as well. Um, um, similarly, you know, someone can be on their own and they can have a deflated sense of self-worth because they've got internal conversations happening which make them feel they're not good enough and it actually makes them feel worse and worse and worse. And similarly... It's possible for someone to have inflated self-worth, where they actually, on their own, just think they're actually worth more and more and more and more uh, until they go back out and start speaking to people, uh, and people out there then actually look at them and say, well, who does this guy or this girl think they are, um, because they're coming from a high level. So self-worth is definitely something which will impact every part of your life, because uh, if it's at the right level, which is the level of flow, and the reason a lot of people say that part of their daily ritual is gratitude, is gratitude brings down your level of self-worth and rises uh, the worth of everything else around you. Uh, whereas if you think it's all about you, you'll find it very, very difficult to build a team because if you're taking all the credit for the team, if you're taking all the credit for the business, if you're not actually building other people up around you with their self-worth more than you're thinking about your own, um, and that's one of the biggest challenges. People that actually start a company have to have a higher self-worth to even do it in the first place, but they need to bring that down without actually thinking that they have low self-worth um, in order for them to actually have others work it as well. So think of your self-worth as a variable which changes through your life, uh, and your flow in life isn't about how much self-worth or not you have. Um, your flow in life is all about your own uh, personal uh, equilibrium uh, with the worth you're delivering. Uh, and a better word that I use for that is trust, because trust comes in two different forms. And the two forms that trust comes in is internal trust, which is confidence. Uh, so, for example, if you have too much self-worth and you become overconfident, that's a really dangerous thing as an entrepreneur. It's a really dangerous thing as a human being, to be honest, if you're overconfident um, and you let all your guards down. Uh, but at the same time, uh, if you have got low confidence, which is low trust in yourself, which is the same as low self-worth, you'll never get anything started in the first place because you won't, you'll have the fear and you have all these other elements instead. However, you need to adjust your internal trust, which is your confidence, with external trust because you can't do this without others. And external trust is credibility. So let's say you have over, you're overconfident, but you don't have credibility. You go out and say, I'm going to change the world, or I've got this big business, I'm going to make a million dollars, and no one believes you, right? You keep saying that for weeks and months, and everyone's looking at you like, well, good luck, but they're not helping you, and you don't know why that is, and it's because you don't have a tuning in and a calibration between your confidence and your credibility. And the opposite can also happen. Someone can have very, very high credibility. You know, They might have had an amazing career, right? and then they took a knock. You know, Their business went down. You know, They lost their job. And their confidence takes a massive knock. Um, and actually, already, they could go out, get another job. There was people who'd want to work with them. But they're not replying those calls because their confidence is lower. 
even though the credibility is higher. And if they actually got them both into line again, and those two are now again in sync with each other, they're back in flow. But if their confidence goes too much higher or it goes too much lower, they're out of flow again. So think of the two of them as a dance, a two-way thing, where your self-worth can keep growing through life and it will keep growing uh, in line with the calibration between your confidence and your credibility. Wow. Okay. So that sounds like a bit of a dance that, that everyone goes through. No matter where you are on the spectrum, you can still have those sort of worth and confidence and, and trust issues. Yeah. Some of the biggest challenges I've seen is when people have been really successful, either getting to a point where they started their own business and then they just can never get a team to take over. And it's for this yeah. reason, because they're overconfident in their own abilities. They're underconfident in other people's abilities. Um, but I've seen the same thing happen when someone's got a team together and they've done that really well. They might have a $10 million business and it's going great. And then they actually try and move out of the business so that the whole thing can run uh, and they sell the business and then suddenly they're going to go start something new up um, and they lose all the confidence, right? So, so it's really, it can happen absolutely at any, any level all the way up and down. And it's knowing that it's a calibration of the two, which is most important. So flow keeps happening um, and, to, and to notice all the time, you know, where am I at within this? Just like if you're in a band and you're playing an instrument, it's not about you just playing on your own. It's about saying, well, you know, looking at the environment and everything around me, you know, where do I need to adjust things so that I'm back into sync again? Wow, what a great episode on value from Roger James Hamilton. I always learn something new from him, like you said the other day, Brett. And the thing that really resonated me, with me there on value was when he said value is what creates attraction. I really liked that. So what did you get out of the session on value, Brett? So for me, it was a reminder. I've heard him say it many times, and it's something that I'm constantly trying to, as a business coach, I'm always trying to drum this into my clients and that is that value change, value exchange, it's not about sales and marketing. And the mistake that most people make is they try to create a product first. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, we always heard that thing about if you can invent a, the greatest mousetrap or something, the world will be a path to mm. your door. And that might have been true 20, 30 years ago, but it's just not true now. Like people, most people's needs are already met. And so you've really got to kind of explore with them and and inquire with them and get to know them and build community and find out from them what they want and what they need on a different level and then provide that to them. And so, so it's not about you know coming up with money-making ideas anymore. That, that whole model, that entrepreneurial model just does not work. And so many people just waste so much energy trying to, trying to go down that path. It's, it's about creating community and then finding out, okay, what value can I can I be of to those that's people. right and that's where the equation is really helpful because wealth equals value first and then times leverage so get your value right first understand what that's your right. value is and i liked how he gave the two examples of the different types of value so innovative and timing and how every each profile you know has their their better way um of, of providing value to clients yeah 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 which will take for some people, it would take them a little bit to wrap their head around that. Like, what innovation sounds that sounds like common sense because that's all about creating ideas. And yes, of course, ideas are entrepreneurial and create money. But the idea of timing for some people that they may have trouble you know, from an investment point of view, if you're buying and selling property, there's that level of timing, but there's also other levels of timing in terms of serving people at the right time and doing all those sorts of things it's those sort of subtleties about timing that people would need to that's look right at. and it's not just in a transaction it's in a relationship so timing in doing a partnership together or some sort of connection you know um, also has you know that timing element so yeah so super interesting i really like that episode so with that let's finish this episode and we'll pick up 
episode three, which is also available now. Uh, we're going to talk to Roger about leverage. Super important. Absolutely. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Mel. You've been listening to the Business Connections podcast. If you can spare a moment to rate and review the podcast via your favorite app, that will help us connect with even more listeners like you. If you need help with that, you can find instructions over at expertsonair.fm. The Business Connections podcast is brought